This episode is brought to you by the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, as well as prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones. Please call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. They're here to help. that throat only slightly away from the mic okay welcome to a special valentine's edition of this bullshit right here a podcast where i watch movies my friends like but think i won't i'm tyler your host and with me today is ron your host say hello ron hey everybody i'm surprised that you've made it this far but welcome. yes thank you today we're going to go off script And instead of watching a movie I won't like, we're going to do another favorite hobby of mine. And we're going to try to destroy fond memories from my youth. (laughs) So today in commemoration, yes, so today in commemoration of this day of love, we're going to discuss wrist cutters, a love story. That's right. I, I, once again, I completely forget about the production and release schedule that. We watched this movie on Valentine's Day, so this is this is this is our our love movie that we decided to show to the other people in our group who haven't seen it. We decided once again for, for the second week in a row we're going to throw out a content warning for suicide. <laughs> not funny. It's not funny. Yeah, but no. But yeah, this is just what the this is just what our what our what our podcast is now. But this is a movie that we, that came out what uh, two thousand. 2006 2005 2006 and yeah i I feel like we uh, me you kate all watched it about the same time right like yeah essentially it came out we watched it like oh we have a love for indie movies yeah pretty much that uh it's like oh hey here we go and uh it's been now a long time since it's been out and the 2000s were a little squirrely on uh looking back and seeing if movies are still good or or if they were oh my god no that needs to be buried forever yeah that, like that uh, is that is most of the there so there was a week that you weren't at the obviously you know this but for the other people so we have these movie nights that happen every week and tyler was like i'm tired to go to sleep not gonna not gonna watch a movie and uh, the the first movie that popped into my head to show the people was a movie that I hadn't seen in a long time since, um, since I was a kid, and it's Monster Squad. It's uh, written by Shane Black of Predator fame and uh, Iron Man three fame, uh, and he's a, he's a good director, guys. I promise. Did Predator and and Die Hard. Oh, and Predator. Yeah, and and also Predator, and so I was gonna say let's watch Monster Squad. But then I started to watch it just a little bit to make, you know, to, to do, I was doing, I, I lucked out being mildly uh, cautious. And it was like, oh no, they're, they're dropping every sort of letter bomb that you can think of. This is, I'm not going to try to say that I'm like, I've grown very soft in my older age as I, as I grow. And it made me realize that I had only watched this movie like on TBS or TNT. So they, all this stuff would have been cut out anyway. So a, oh the, no! Yeah, so the theatrical releases, all killer, no fillers. Like, all right, I guess we gotta find something else. But to, yeah, we we can't do this. Yeah, retrospectives are, are like pulling movies out to the past to show like your peoples, dangerous, so dangerous, very dangerous. Which is why I only do it to you normally. 
uh, for, and nobody else knew this at the time, uh, other than the people I told the story to after the fact, uh, Ron followed me on a journey going through, I think we looked at it, it was some 80s uh, destruction of my uh, fond memories of youth movies. And it turns out the 80s is straight trash. Yeah. In a lot of it. There are a few that are in there. Uh, they're all directed by Paul Verhoeven. No, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of 80s. Uh, this particular one was 80s helicopter movies. No, they all need to stay there forever and never be watched again. And that actually is not just helicopter movies. There's a lot of movies that just need to be never watched again from the 80s, ever. I'm not going to say that you you could never watch them. It's just hard to say, everybody, pop some popcorn, have a good time. We're just going to watch this movie. And uh, they're just dropping uh, the wrong <laughs> F-bombs. Uh, not the good ones, the bad ones. And you're like, yes. Wow, uh, all oh, these characters uh, are 12 doing this. I don't know if I like uh, this. Oh, nobody's uh, nobody's watched Animal House? Let's do this. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, like, nobody's seen Revenge of the Nerds? We should have a movie night and watch Revenge of the Nerds. Like, no, let's just, let's leave that. So on that note, 2006, it's a little squirrely. There was, it was a transitional uh, time. Yes. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it is not fine. So let me read the the, the synopsis from IMDb. Uh, Risk Cutters, A Love Story came out in 2006. It is a film set in a strange afterlife way station that has been reserved for people who have committed suicide. And yeah. That's, oh, you're done. Oh, that's, that's it. That's, yeah, it. that's, that's, it. that's yeah. the. Wow. Uh, I think this movie was pitched to me. You commit suicide and you show up someplace slightly worse. Uh, and that was, I was told that by somebody and then the name wrist colors, a love story got my attention. I'm like, that's the most absurd title I've heard in my entire adult life of a couple of years. I'm going to have to watch this film. Mm-hmm. Like the, the title. And so got, I watched this film. Yeah. The, the title did it for me because I was, uh, at this period in my life, I was watching like a lot of extreme horror that came from like J extreme with uh, or stuff from France that is just, you know, way out of pocket. And they said, wrist cutters, a love story. It's like, huh, those are two things that I don't think usually go together. Let's check it out. And it turned out at the time, wow, this is because I like, I'm like, like I was a, a younger man who like, I didn't watch a lot of romances growing up. So uh, I finished wrist cutters, a love story. And it's like, this might be the most lovely thing that I've ever watched, which is a wild thought now. Right. It's so sweet. This is, this is perhaps the best love story ever told on film with no budget. I, I actually think that this movie has entirely too much plot. So I, I, I don't, oh, it has. yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to go through cause it's a, it's a road trip movie where there's 5,000 vignettes. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 vignettes all in the Mojave desert. Right, so I'm gonna rush you. Uh, oh, sure. That's yeah, right. that's yeah, fine. I guess. Uh, so my initial impressions were. I'll, I'll go <laughs> with that because, like, uh, my initial impressions when I first watched it. Again, it was an amazing love story uh, set in the most in the in the most absurd premise, and I rem- I remember now like really enjoying it then, and I'm pretty sure I irresponsibly recommended it to a lot of people as a great love story. Mm-hmm. 
also, uh, shout out to the Mojave Desert. If you ever, ever need a post-apocalyptic anything and you have no cash, uh, just go to the Mojave Desert. Uh, Boron, well, I'm sure, will welcome you with uh, sparse tumbleweed arms and you can film with no film permit as long as you have a few, a few enough people and you do it fast enough. So give us the, give us the, go ahead. Yeah. So, so the questions, right? So mm-hmm. what's the thing, what are the things that you liked about it? Watching it now. Watching it now. So watching now, the things I liked about it were, I still like the premise, uh, especially, um, the going to the same place, but just a little bit worse. I like that tweak on it. It's like, oh, this is the slightly inconvenient hell for people who commit suicide. It's it's not, it's not that bad because you know suicide is uh, a sad affair. But we can't let you go to an okay place, so it's just going to be like you know regular, but just a little bit worse. I'm like, I still like that premise. I still really enjoy like. Hey, yeah, you work at a, a, a you know, a dead end pizza parlor. It's just kind of a crummier dead end pizza parlor. Yeah, like <laughs> one of the one of the the signifiers of this the of this place is that you are no longer able to smile. Uh, uh, beautiful, a beautiful addition. Chef to says, it. Mwah. Um that like at, like as you said, if living if like if that the world that we that that we inhabit right now are the lives that we have currently, like if this is hell. Then how do you make it worse? I don't know. Just, just by degrees, just a little bit. The AC yeah, is never cold bit. enough. Uh, your your jacket's never warm enough. Your car never. Uh, the radio station's never come in quite clearly. The pizza guy uh, drops uh, slices of pizza on the ground just a little bit more at the convenience store, and uh, you can never truly fix your car. Right. Uh, that gag. Uh, so a special shout out to the longest running gag in the film, to which was beautiful. My favorite gag in the entire, in any movie. It's, it's this one. It's, those are my favorite glasses. <laughs> what would Just you, what would you every do Every time. <laughs> Un- you, under the passenger seat, never to be seen again. I, I hope you have to watch this movie because I like, this is what, I'm going to go ahead and say we shouldn't spoil this. Like, there's not too much to, to spoil about this movie. It's oh, it's so you're gonna have trip. to you're gonna have to, delete, you're gonna have to delete that part then. Okay. No, that that can stay. It's just a gag. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a, it's just a good old it's a good old workman like joke. Uh, really puts in the hours in the gym. Um, yeah, shows up to get job done. It's gritty. But yeah, like that's it's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun romance. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, anything else? And Tom Waits is in it, everybody. Oh, Tom, Tom Waits, Waits is magnificent in this movie. Yeah. And also should uh, warn that, you know, Tom Waits being in it should sh- warn you that it could be really sad because it's Tom Waits. You never know. <laughs> Tom, but I was Tom. wondering, it's like, how did he get in here? Does he live in Boron? Yeah. Is that is that how he got in here? Yeah. Why do you think his songs are so sad? Ah, uh, yeah, that explains it. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit his Wikipedia uh, entry to make it so that he lives in Boron, California. Apparently, this is an unintentional Boron Shade podcast episode I here. I, I uh, know, I know. You know, there's yeah, um, a, a task force of wiki entry editors that have to change that every week. My heart goes out to the the editor of this film 
for and also like everybody involved for all of the takes that I know they had to take to make everybody not smirk even a little bit throughout this entire not all that short film uh that's got to have been a million takes because a lot of stuff is casually kind of funny yes in the absurdity that they're in the absurdity of the words they're saying and it's like and you could see it there's a whole lot of quick cuts in this it's like oh yeah somebody yeah somebody's might oh we see the back of their head weirdly in this conversation even though they're still talking it's like, oops. Yeah, sometimes, yep. sometimes it's impossible to say certain things without smiling. Uh, yeah. So that was, and and people who were in it uh, did did pretty great. Um, like it was, it was imaginative. I still really haven't seen much like it. Uh, it, it maintains for me. It maintain, maintains its uniqueness. Uh, like watching it now, and I still enjoy that part of it, mm-hmm. and and the premise, and like. Again, it's like five dollars for the budget, uh, and like they built the atmosphere and they committed to the to the shtick uh, of the setting, and so those are the things I still like about it. Yeah, I would agree. So it's now that the things well realized, yeah. Now to the things that aren't good about it anymore. I feel this is probably going to roll into um, the things that we learned about ourselves and like, like from watching this movie a long time ago to now. Yeah. Like 95% that 95% that and about 5% boy, there's a whole lot of plot lines for a small indie film. That's the, that's the not part of it. Boy, there's a whole lot of plot attempted uh, Mm -hmm. that is beyond the premise itself with, um, yeah, what's behind the curtain as far as the uh, supernatural metaphysics and all of the like board of directors of heaven? Question mark. Yeah, the risk cutters <laughs> is seems to be almost like a a treatment uh, for a TV show because uh, there's the universe is actually quite because there's like so many vignettes that they talk about so many different parts of the mechanism that is the afterlife that yeah this is i think this might have been meant to be a, like a tv show at some point in time maybe not necessarily with the like i guess the suicide is kind of implicit in in the in the premise but like they talk about the the people in charge which are like people in white suits who show up to break up uh like uh, death unions and 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 in in union bust, I guess um, there are the, the idea like there's other sort of or sorts of way stations that you can go to, like that there could be a heaven, there could yeah, be a maybe hell. there might be another level down of whatever place they're in. Like this is a this is a I don't say like a gritty version of the good place, but it's like a it's a more offbeat, low budget the good place. Yeah, it lives in the, like it lives in the same state. Uh, yeah. as the the good place uh yeah that yeah that's actually yeah that's about the, that's the good for it uh so that's sorry that's sorry that was the bad too much too big of a world crammed into a five dollar budget yeah uh for this film uh i'm pretty sure tom waits 
worked for free. There's no way they could have paid him. Uh, and the guy who plays the magician in that one thing. Oh, uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. I, Thank you. Will Arnett. Good, good also Will Arnett. pretty sure he was uh, working for free and working hard for free. Yes. Uh, Bojack Horseman shows up. Check it out. Bojack Horseman shows up for free to do this. Uh, 95% of it, of the gripes about it are, uh, I've grown as a person. Yes. And yeah, the movie it, hasn't grown as a person because it can't. No. <laughs> uh, so, like, I've learned things like, about things like casual systemic misogyny. And so not just that, but it's the difference between there being a misogynist character and there just being miso- like a misogynist script or, you know, just every, like everybody's like, okay with it. And it's not just like reflected upon the character, but just the general uh, tone of it. It's like, there's no division there. And you like one, that's a character. That's a human that exists. But when that, when that crosses borders to like other characters, like, Oh, this is just their writer might be a bit, or a lot misogynist, probably a bit misogynist, but you never know for sure. Oh, that was one. Yeah. How about like, you? Ca- well, I would say the same thing. Casual <laughs> chauvinism as a neutral character trait. Yeah. That can, like it doesn't fly for me anymore. Like, right. The it's a, it's a three person road trip. And one of the, the one that is not part of the couple is, uh, just casually dropping. Well, women do this because women do this and you have to treat them like this because how else are you supposed to get X? I'm like, Yike. It, it's a lot of yikes. It's a lot of yikes that we, yeah. have, I don't say like all of us have grown from, but it's just also not in a lot of the media that I consume anymore. So to go back right. to watch this and like, oh, I love this movie. And, and the people that were watching with us like, oh, you love this? The, oh. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a different time. And here's the thing. I do, still, I do still love this movie. I, I will yes. still give this like 10 stars, but it definitely lives... Like like you said, it hasn't grown because it can't. Yeah, the and that was I think you brought up a good point. The neutral aspect of that uh, of the uh, casual chauvinism. It was not called on. It was not shown in any way to be like a negative character trait. Um, no. it was just it was just there. And uh, was he as far as storytelling goes? He never paid a price for it. He didn't particularly grow as a person on it and didn't really reflect particularly negatively on him to other characters with a very few exceptions. I think there may have been one or two points, but mostly no. And which brings us to the general, uh, the general topic of it. It's okay to love the things you love. Just know what the things, you know, be honest with yourself on what the things actually are. Uh, this is a movie like you, Ron. I still really like this movie, and it's definitely got its problems. And it's not the only movie that I like that's that way. It's not even remotely the worst one that I like that's still that way. Um, but it, I did. Uh, I think I did succeed going back here, and I set small fires. I singed the edges of my uh, youthful um, nostalgia. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, this isn't. This isn't as perfect a love story movie uh, as I as it was for me then, and I can't irresponsibly recommend it anymore. 
No, no I have I, to be careful on it. Yes, and I, I, I should say the big reason why that because I, I we've made it this far without saying like there are at least a dozen depictions of suicide in this movie. Uh, oh goodness, yes. And it is uh, the the edgy me then didn't see it and didn't feel it in the way that I that I do now because you know friends and personalities that that you caught along the way that uh haven't made it to today it's like yeah this is um like insensitive is is a bit too like neutral of a word but it's it's not great yeah definitely not great it is content warning level because they do not handle yeah oh you know what as insensitive if you're going to put it as if you use that word as a gradient it, there is certainly a level of insensitivity on here. It, it, it's casual. Let's go with that. It's got a certain casual nature to the depictions of it that could hit real hard, uh, depending on somebody's life experience. Could hit real hard. So I can't irresponsibly recommend it anymore other than to my close friends right? who I give very little warning to other than, I will say, it's in the title, the title actually does serve as a pretty decent content warning. It's not all-encompassing, but you can maybe get a little bit of a clue that if you're sensitive to it, maybe you shouldn't watch Wrist Cutters, a love story. Probably not. It can also be worse than you expect because I can think of people who you know maybe attempted and you know a support group, a love story. That could have also been a movie called Wrist Cutters, a love story. And... This wasn't it. No. This was like the, uh, was it the line in Constantine? It's like, oh, you tried suicide? Or you tried killing yourself? I didn't try anything. Yeah, this whole movie didn't try anything. And you are there for it. They won't let you get away from it. Uh, so, yeah. And I don't think we have a. I don't think we honestly have the normal section where I say, "Hey, is this movie bullshit right here?" We'll do a modified one. Uh, yeah, because we we already love this movie. Like we love. Yeah, this we movie. already love this movie. Um, this is not a movie that I will put into the vault, never to show anybody else ever again. Yet, maybe someday, but it's not in that vault yet. So. Mission partially accomplished on setting fire to uh, my memories of my youth. Um, uh, that's all I have for tonight on Wrist Cutters, a Love Story. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us, and I'm sorry if uh, it hurt anybody for that. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching The Future. All right. I look forward to it. <laughs> everybody, check out the trailer for The Future. It's... Uh... Oh, which trailer for the future, Ron? I was about to say there's so many trailers for the future. Uh, oh, watch and- all of the uh, watch all of the trailers for the futures, uh, and then you get to guess which one it is. So I'm you have a lot to, of movies to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna cut all this, and I'm just gonna add a add a bumper telling them exactly which one uh, to watch. So, yeah, which anyway. country, which native language? Anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs>